Breast Health with Dr. Chris Banning. This podcast will teach you how to get healthy and remain that way naturally. Welcome back to Your Best Health with Dr. Chris Banning. My name is Aaron, and this is episode 53. Dr. Banning is sitting in the studio right across from me right now. How are you, Dr. Banning? I'm doing good. It's a beautiful, beautiful summer day here in White House, Tennessee. And I'm super excited about this episode because all you've told me so far is that there's a scientific discovery that's going to change my life. And I am super excited to hear about it. So that I'm going to give you the mic and let you just tell me about this okay. discovery. Well, there's been an amazing breakthrough. Um, scientists have discovered there's a revolutionary new treatment that makes you live longer. It improves your quality and quantity of life. It improves your memory. It improves your creativity. It helps you in problem solving. It makes you more attractive. What? Yes. <laughs> um, it it reduces obesity. Um, it lowers food cravings. It protects you from cancer and dementia. Oh, I need all that. Words off colds. You just got over a cold. I'm, yes. Yeah. Or a hot or whatever people call them. <laughs> um, the miserable. Flu. The flu. Yes. Yeah. Um, cancer. Heart really? attacks, Cancer. strokes, diabetes. You'll even feel happier with this. You'll be less depressed, less anxious. Um, and it just goes on and on. The benefits of this uh, this that, breakthrough. That you're telling me that there's a scientific proof of, of something that can change uh, my appearance, my mood, uh, make me healthy, take away food cravings. I got to have it. I don't know what it is, but I got to have well, it. This is another thing. It'll help you. How do I say this without being too uh, vivid? It will help you. Oh, don't worry about that. <laughs> it's our <laughs> podcast. We can be vivid. Oh, well, yeah. But I have a lot of people to listen to this. That's true. <laughs> um, it'll help you in your relations. Really? With your wife or your husband. Yeah, I don't know that I need any help in that department. <laughs> Okay, does Lori, Lori, Lori may say different. Yeah, I want to make sure she listens to this podcast here. So, what is anyhow. I gotta have this? Yeah, it, now it's, is it safe? Yeah, it is. It's like the fountain of youth, really. Um, so I don't know. Maybe we should just not tell our listeners unless you talk about it. <laughs> Send us ten dollars, and eventually, <laughs> eventually they're gonna get it. Though, just keep their attention, I guess. Um, but uh, there's been. More than 17,000 well-documented and scrutinized Good scientific grief. reports. 17,000. For the effectiveness of this particular modality of treatment. Is it chiropractic? No. Oh. No. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and let the cat out of the bag. I think everybody already knows, but it's, it's about sleep. Sleep. Yeah. How much does sleep cost, by the way? Well. Well, wait a second. You bought a bed. It costs you a lot. <laughs> you bought a big old fancy. We love our sleep number, but yeah. they're not a sponsor of this podcast, so we're not going to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. 
um yeah so sleep is really important i've been slowly discovering that because you know sometimes in my mindset i'm always looking for holistic healthy wholesome ways to improve my health to help me with my weight loss and all that jazz yeah and uh i have discovered some really great results with sleep um I mean, just un- unbelievable results. In fact, um, I've discovered that when I sleep really good, give me eight hours, and and I have to work at sleeping sometimes because my mind will go at night. But when I get eight hours of sleep, I rock in the morning, mm-hmm. and I just keep going through the day. And even a nap can help you with your short-term memory, they've, they've learned. Okay. A little hippocampus in your brain has about 20,000 cells in it. So it's not a very big part of your brain. Your brain has like a billion nerve cells in it but um it's called short-term memory and so you're able to memorize facts and things and store it in your hippocampus and your short-term memory gets better hmm. okay so they've actually learned that taking a nap um after you've learned something will help that hippocampus and the brain clear itself and the brain will store that information in a short-term memory. Eventually, it'll store it in the cortex where there's lots of places, a lot more storage for long-term memory, and it'll actually cement those memories in your brain. Okay. And so you have a clear hippocampus to learn more short-term memory things. So how important is that for somebody that's in sales? How important is that for somebody that walks into a room and wants to remember everybody's name? Oh, that's very you know, important, I would think. I mean, even socially. You yeah. know, if you run into somebody that you met a little while ago and you can recall their first name, you know, um, or sometimes you get something called memory interference where your hippocampus has not cleared everything and things get mumbled. And you're like, oh, you're so-and-so. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm not so-and-so, you know, and you're looking like a big dummy. Yeah. So um, sleep is critical for performance. Um, If you are an athlete, there's been studies uh, with the NBA and elite athletes. Oh, wow. That's Um, real athletes. Yeah. Well, we're athletes, too. We we walk (laughs) and we move around. We don't get paid like they do. (laughs) Boy, I'll say. uh, This is a study. This talks about uh, chronic lack of sleep is associated, being associated with increased sports injuries. Oh, this is adolescent athletes here. We'll get to the NBAers. Yeah, so in adolescence, we know adolescents are growing. Their bodies just growing like crazy. A lot of changes are taking place in their bodies. And, of course, they're playing sports. And I can't tell you how many times. I just had a kid come in just the other day, 14 years old. He's a big, strong kid. They got him put in, uh, playing center position. And he's so good, he's playing with the bigger kids. Mm-hmm. And he's getting beat up, and his body's not repairing. So there's a lot of people that want their kids to be able to repair and recover from injury. So this study basically looks at the amount of sleep on the horizontal axis of this graph and the chance of injury, percent chance of injury, on the vertical axis. So if we look at nine hours of sleep... There is a 18% chance that a player will be injured. Now, that's not the big deal, but look at the trend here. Now, as they get eight hours of sleep, it'll be a 32% chance of injury. Seven hours, it'll be a 60% 
Wow. Uh, chance of injury and 72, excuse me, six hours of sleep. It'll be a 72% chance of injury. Um, this is from the Journal of Pediatric Orthopedics. I How didn't read that? all the methods that they used here, but. I know um, that that's some pretty big gaps for just an hour of sleep. Right. So this has tremendous implications, not just in sports injuries and repair, but just in your overall, your kid's overall health and immune system and things like that. So here's something that was performed with the NBA players. Now, why, why do you think they would do a sleep study with NBA players? Oh, because the owners want the highest amount of performance from each of their right. employees. So this isn't like a government study. Mm-hmm. This is a study that was done by a business Okay, uh, I'll, I'll trust it then. <laughs> it was it was probably requested by a business that was making multiple, multiple millions, maybe hundreds of millions of dollars, okay. wanting the best performance from their athletes that they're paying. Yeah. So um, we're looking at more than eight hours of sleep versus less than eight hours of sleep for NBA player performance. Okay. Okay. Um. If there was more than eight hours of sleep by a player, there was an increase by 12% in minutes played for the season. More than eight hours of sleep, there was a 29% increase in points per minute. Okay. Um, more than eight hours of sleep, there was a 2% increase in three-point percentage. Well, that's pretty big. Yeah. More than 9% increase... In free throw percentage. Okay. Okay. Below eight hours, there was a 37% increase in turnovers. In other words, they're losing the ball. Yeah. And the other team's getting it. Um, And there's a 40% increase in fouls committed. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That's almost half. Right. So, this is not only athletic performance, but it's judgment. You know, should I reach? Should I grab? So, something I know when I'm not as when I'm sleep deprived is what you're more impulsive, right? I guess so. Yeah. You don't make yeah. better is good decisions. You don't have a clear, concise understanding of your goals and your life or what you've got to do for the day. You ever had a to do list and you're kind of like, hey, let's see, I gotta go get the groceries. Totally and, every day. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta weed eat the driveway in the back. I gotta clean the garage. And then you just, as the day goes, you're just kind of like, yeah. Oh yeah. And so you're like, well, what's the easiest one? Oh, that's an easy one. Let me check that off. You know, whereas if you're fully rested and you're focused and you're, you're well slept, um, you just knock it out. You do really good with it. So, okay. um, so that's really interesting to me. The other thing is, is, okay, let's just forget the NBA players. Let's look at people as they age. Motor function is critical as you get older. It keeps you self-dependent where, where you can you know, control yourself in your house. You can do your daily activities. Um, You don't need help from people. Mm -hmm. You can, you can keep your independence, which is what most people want as they get older. If you're one of these people that just stays up all night and watches the TV, I'll guarantee your motor performance is pitiful. Yeah. And motor performance would mean like balance, walking, getting up, sitting down. And what's the number one crippling thing for people as they get older? Just with their lifestyle, it's falls, especially yeah. in the wintertime, you know. So sleep has a great implications for people as they're aging and they're losing their motor skills. Another thing we talked about motor skills, you know, when a 
when an infant is going from crawling to walking, there's a certain wave of sleep. Like when they look at the electrical brain activities, they see there's, they call them spindle spikes. And these spindle spikes are really important in motor function. And so these brain waves actually restore motor function, repair motor function, somehow connect the brain more to motor function in the body's motor system. And these spikes are taking place at a much higher rate when a baby is in transition from crawling to walking. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, sleep does a lot of things. I mean, it's it's pretty amazing what it does. It sounds to me like sleep would be the equivalent. And I'm, I'm always comparing things with, with my car for some reason. But sleep, it, it's like taking our bodies in for maintenance daily. Now, you don't want your mechanic to rush. So, you want them to take their time. Right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, if you get more sleep, you're getting better maintenance right. on your body. Well... That's right. That's right. What kind of car do you have, anyhow? Oh, I've got a gorgeous little Prius. I know you're, you? you you really like it a lot. I mean, it's, it's an interesting car, that's for sure. <laughs> I love my I Prius. I like the gas mileage you get sure. that thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyhow, but uh, so so that leads me to another thing. You talked about a mechanic. All right, mechanics are a pretty big deal because they work on your car. You know, if you have a failure with your vehicle, I mean, your brakes or something, it could it could possibly kill you. What about airline pilot oh wow what about a surgeon no if i have a surgeon or an airline pilot i want them to get at least 12 hours sleep a night (laughs) well there's been studies done oh no you're gonna scare me here no there's been studies done um yeah there's been studies done um you know and i mean when we look at uh airline pilots uh and they've done a lot of studies you know but uh Obviously, the human body is at its peak performance in the morning if it's well slept and, and taken care of. Um, and the skills are there, the motor skills, the decision-making, all that stuff. Um, but they they have something known as the, oh, it's called the descent to landing portion of the flight, the top of the descent. Okay. So that's okay. when you start to come down. That's the latter half. And so... If you have a pilot that hasn't slept for a while, um, well, let me just say this. 68% of, they call them hull losses. That's some type of a a euphemism for a catastrophic plane crash. Um, But 68% of all plane crashes that are catastrophic occur from the top of this descent to landing. Okay. And I didn't, I haven't looked at a lot of these studies, but, but what, what they're saying here is there's, there's not, you're not as alert. Yeah. Okay. And so, you know, when you go to get a surgical procedure and you want the best, get it in the morning. Don't get it late in the evening. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. If, uh, you know, you want the first or second, you want to be the first or second, patient in there to have the surgery um when you go to your chiropractor no <laughs> go in the morning <laughs> yeah go in the morning um so it's that way with everything you know and uh you know it, you've heard that saying sleep is overrated 
No, I don't. It's, I have heard is, that it is so underrated. Yeah. In fact, it's one of the most amazing things that I have just stumbled across here lately in my challenges with my health, uh, just to try to lose weight and to stay focused and have more energy. And so, you know, some of the things I've discovered is for me personally, is you can work your butt off. You can be that guy that shows up at the gym two times a day. I've done that before when I've, I've been, you know, there's been days where I couldn't make it in. And, you know, when you put more stress on your body by going to the gym two times, you actually increase your stress hormones and your sympathetic nervous system increases. And what that does, that tone increases, is your body's not able to heal and repair like it needs to. And it's the same thing with sleep. If you're overworking yourself and not sleeping enough, you are going to get fat. Um, your memory's going to go bad. Uh, you're just going to get depressed. You're going to have all these issues. Not not everybody's going to be that way, but it's it's just a matter of time. We all know we're we're headed towards, as we get older, we're, we're headed towards... You know, the body just doesn't function like it used to. You know, you used to be able to, gosh, I can remember I had some of these classes in school that were required and, you know, like philosophy. It, oh was, a, boy. it was a cool class, but I never studied for that class until the night before. And we'd all go to Perkins Pancake House. And yeah, now you're talking. We'd eat about 30 pancakes, <laughs> you know, and we'd sit there and study for philosophy. Yeah. You know, to be or not to be, that's the question. You know, well, I hate you. I ate more pancakes than you did, but, you know, stuff like that. And so you're eating all this food and you're staying up late and you go to take the test and you're just like, how you get a B or a B plus where if you would have slept, (laughs) well, if you would have slept and prepared for it, you could have gotten an A. Yeah. You know, and so, um, so anyhow. But uh, what we, we just talked about brain performance. Mm-hmm. Um, did we talk about the hippocampus yet? A little bit. Yeah, we touched. You touched on that a minute ago. Okay, yeah, got it. Um, so some other things we can talk about is, and we all have loved ones that travel. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I've been um, there. You know, we've all heard of somebody or, or, or heard of something happening where somebody fell asleep at the wheel. Yes. And they got in a really bad accident. Yeah. Um, so obviously there's been a lot of studies done on that um you know so if we look at sleep loss and car crashes um if you're looking at somebody has had six to seven hours of sleep um there's a likelihood of them getting any car crashes there's a 1.3 increased likelihood of them getting any car crash Wow. As opposed to if they had gotten eight hours. Okay. Okay. Um, somebody gets five to six hours of sleep as opposed to eight hours. There's a 1.9 uh, times factor for them to, to get in a car. We call it a car crash risk or that these guys do. Um, four to five hours, 4.3 times likely to get in a car crash. That's incredible. Less than four hours. Now, who who does this type of stuff? I used to when I was in college. All right. Yeah. Now, who else does this? Our kids. Yes. That's what I, when that's I was a kid when I pretty right. much did it. Yeah. And so less than four hours, there's an 11 and a half um, times a factor of 11 and a half that you will get a uh, get in a car crash. 
Yeah, my son's the worst. I mean, he'll yeah. sleep three or four hours a night, if that. Well, see, the thing is, a lot of people think that's cool. It's a way to go. Yeah. You're, you're awesome if you can do that. I'm telling you, it's like trying to go through life without breathing. Or it's like trying to go through life without drinking any water. You know, both are impossible. It, it just doesn't make any sense. But I, I, you don't hear the government talking about the importance of sleep. You no. hear them talking about get this vaccination or get this drug or right. do this or do that. And it really isn't going to help your health or save you from anything. Whereas sleep could change everybody in society. How many times do people get in fights? You, you, have you seen an infant, right? Mm-hmm. It's not sleeping. Yeah. What do they do? They, they throw a fit. They get cranky. <laughs> yes. They're sleeping. They're no I'm fun the to same be around. Way. Yeah. yeah. And so there'd be less fighting. Yeah. Yeah, be it would be fighting. a better world if everybody yeah. slept at least eight hours. Yeah. So we need to make it mandatory. Oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> are on lockdown <laughs> what with if, no light. What if all power, internet, everything automatically shut off in your town at 8 p.m.? Yeah. Everything. Yep. There you go. <laughs> that would be fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's big emotional issues, too, with your brain if you're sleep deprived. And people that do have mental health issues have sleeping issues. Yeah. Big time. Um, so, um, how, how often are people tired and they forget stuff or how often are people bored? Oh, in this world often it's, it's constant, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Sleep will help that. Um, some other things that are really interesting. Um, you know, if you look at cancer, heart attacks, shortened lifespan, this is all stuff that's been researched. This is not just, uh, you know, kind of a pie in the sky thing. Um, yeah, that's a pretty know, thick book you've got right there. So I, I would say that just that book alone has had a ton of research. Yeah, and this guy, he is like uh, the authority on sleep. He's probably a worldly renowned authority. Authority. So anyhow, but um, so... You know, through the, a lot of the podcasts, we've woven in the effects of stress on your body, how it can lead to inflammation. And these are broad stroke upstream problems that people have where you can't just take a little pill to fix it. Right. Um, sleep is one of them. Inflammation. All right. So when you don't get sleep, you add stress to your brain. When you add stress to your brain, you turn on your sympathetics. Your sympathetics are designed for fight and flight. They're not designed for immune function they're not designed for reasoning they're not designed for um growth and repair okay so consequently you're going to be susceptible to having things like heart attacks strokes and cancer yeah so it's not rocket science this is stuff that's really easy for for somebody that's in a health minded or a health conscious mentality that studies and reads this stuff it's easy to understand this but if you're in the mentality of disease or fix a symptom i got a new symptom today what can i do for it today yeah instead of a a lifestyle of making good choices this is this is what happens but sleep is one of the best things that you can do it's free um, it reduces stress when you reduce stress on your body everything does better yeah your relationships do better your creativity does better. Your ability to think. Your relationships do better. Oh, I know hold that. on a second. 
your sperm count goes up. No. Yes. How? Growth, growth and repair. <laughs> That's amazing. If you're in fight or flight, your, your sperm count doesn't mean anything if a bear's chasing you. No, it does not. <laughs> your body doesn't have to produce healthy bacteria to fight off an infection when a bear is chasing you, right? Correct. So your body's intelligent. It's just trying to survive. And so if you're stressed out all the time, it's got a huge list of stuff that it's dealing with on a regular basis that it never gets caught up with. And so reproduction, um, the sperm count in today's society in America is the lowest it's ever been. Really? And fertility is a huge problem. Yes. How about that? Um, just look it up. Google it. Look at a couple of uh, reports. I'm not going to do research on all this stuff, but it, it just is. I read all the time. That's um, very interesting. I never would have thought of that, but that that's oh, interesting. It makes sense. Here's, here's, here's something right here. Men who report sleeping too little or having poor quality sleep have a 29% lower sperm count than those obtaining a full and restful 20, night of sleep. 29. Yes. That's a third. Now, okay, so hold on. Hold on, I haven't even finished here. Okay, I'm sorry. I got excited. <laughs> I, no, I'm, I'm just saying how important this is. Okay, so lowered sperm count. No. We also have sperm deformity. Uh-oh. What does that mean? That means that if, if one of those takes hold, then the child will have issues. Yes. Yeah. So we're not just talking about lowered sperm count. We're talking about deformities in sperm count and children that don't have a shot in life is as good of a shot in life as, as if you had been sleeping. I mean, game-changing stuff. That is game-changing. Yeah. Uh, the, the female reproductive cycle, um, their ovulation is affected by um, they don't have the follicle, follicular releasing hormone. And that's critical um, because it's a timing sequence that has to peak out just prior to ovulation, and that's necessary for conception. Um, so... And then we could even talk about lack of sleep during pregnancy. And I mean, it's just, you know, it just goes on and on. Sleep is everywhere. Everything has to rest. Everything has to be restored. And your body, actually, your brain is more active when you're sleeping than when you're alert. Um, I mean, it's 90% more active. No way. Are you yeah. serious? Yeah. Your, your brain can actually repair damaged brain cells. It can grow new connections when you're sleeping. Um, you know, and so... What I wanted to do, and, and I mean, we could just keep talking about the benefits of sleep. Um, you know, what I wanted to do, and, and again, here he says this here, and it totally agrees with what we've been talking all along in our podcast. Part of the problem from lack of sleep is due to the agitating influence of the sympathetic nervous system as it is forced into overdrive by a lack of sleep. So when we ramp up the body's level of sympathetic nervous system activity, it will create inflammation and the immune response will be pronounced. So this is what happens. It's, it's just uh, throughout our health history, you know, sympathetic dominance. And that, that just goes back to when we get a new patient that comes in here and they're in a lot of pain. Sometimes I can sense they're stressed out. And I'll just say, hey, can you just share with me one one or two of the most stressful events that you've had here in the last five or ten years of your life? And, and, and you just find out something really crazy or 
something that they're not willing to share with you and you realize this person is stressed they're probably not getting sleep they probably have a lot of bones out of place that need to be moved which can help but it's not going to get better unless we remove that stressor and so that's a holistic outlook it's not oh you've got a shortage of this drug and or we need to cut this out it's it's lifestyle evaluation and so anyhow so i'm going to go back to the appendix in the back of this book and he's got 12 tips for healthy sleep oh okay great yes all right so this is a big one a lot of people on a weekend like to party and stuff and eat junk food why you look at me when you say that <laughs> well i i do too who doesn't when the weekend's Man. here let's have some fun yes you know? i'm not that every yeah. week i'm like I look for four to four days in a row i'll work i hate to say it but you know that song everybody's working for the weekend yeah you know that's a good song and so yeah there's another one i can't remember it's a country song you won't you don't know country <laughs> i know some country oh what's the song stop the recording all right so uh the first tip in the top tip and he says this is the most important is to stick to a sleep schedule i don't think i know of anybody that really does that i know people that put sleep as a high priority so um, you know, that's that's really important. And I do. I am one of those people that I have to be in bed by a certain time. I know what time I'm getting up. And and this brings up an interesting point that I heard this week, Dr. Manning. Um, and it may have been from you, actually. Someone told me this week to never sleep more than an hour over what you normally get up. Which incl- So on weekends, I normally get up at 530 during the week. According to this advice, he's saying get up no later than 630, even when you're sleeping late. Well, this I mean, we're going to get into a little bit of a a rabbit trail here. But he also said there are people that are night owls and there are people that are morning owls. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's he talks about the circadian rhythm. He talks about the melatonin and something else called adenosine that are in our bodies. But but anyhow, um the, sli- the, the circadian rhythm, it can be different for different people. Like my daughter, she's a night owl. Yeah. She'll sleep two or three hours later than most people. Okay. That is her deal. Now, she still has to get the eight hours. There's nobody that can stay up and miss sleep. That's that's a lie. Yeah. Okay. You can for a period of time, and then you'll, you'll have problems. But the important part is the scheduling. Keep your schedule regular. So if you're the, – the, the hard part is if you are a night owl – and you work at a job where you have to come in early, those people are sleep-deprived because they have a setting in their brain. It's called the SCN, the suprachiasmatic chiasmatic nucleus. It's just above, right at the top of your head, that absorbs the light and produces the melatonin and everything. And it's just different for some people. And okay. so they're going to work sleep-deprived yeah. early in the morning. They, they can try to get to bed early, but it won't help them. Just that, That's just the way they're built. Yeah, and okay. so I'm an early morning person, so I do good in the morning. Same but, here. So in lieu of that, you've got to have a schedule. Um, the other thing is, is when we talk about schedule, we don't just talk about sleeping. We also talk about eating. If you're well-slept, if you're kept up with your sleeping, you won't have cravings. You know, okay. Um, I was at a Mexican restaurant the other day, Ooh. and I was slept up. <laughs> and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, I can't eat all this food. I'm like, this is amazing. I have never in my life <laughs> sat down 
and not eating all my Mexican food. I love Mexican food. Yeah, I do too. Um, oh, well, let me let me stop you there because we're at the end of this episode, and, okay. and we've talked a whole lot this week about the importance of sleep and 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 the benefits of good sleep. Why don't we come back next episode? That'll be episode fifty four, and talk about how to get better sleep. Oh, we can do that. Yeah, and and, and keep in mind. We're still on the topic of mental health. Yes. But we're talking about how sleep can help. Absolutely. With mental health. Um, and then uh, I think we're going to go back into, we talked about uh, how to eat properly, a lifestyle to, to lose weight. Yes. Um, I want to talk about something that's really helped tons of people. And again, it's just like sleep. It doesn't cost money. You save money with this. I love it. And uh, it'll reduce inflammation. It'll improve your memory. You'll lose weight. Uh, it'll improve your blood pressure. It'll improve your looks. Oh, yeah. And, <laughs> I yeah. need that. Uh, it's just going to take a little bit of, you know, a little bit of uh, dedication to take care of it. It's, it's not hard. It's okay. Not hard, so, well, I'm yeah. looking forward to the next episode already. And listener, thank you for joining us. If you have questions, uh, visit our our website at whitehousechiropractic.com. There's an Ask the Doctor button on top of the page. And there's also a Contact Us button. Now, you can contact us about anything. We'll help you where we can. If you're in the Middle Tennessee area, please give us a call at area code 615-672-7878. Thanks so much for listening, and we will be back next week with How to Get Better Sleep. Dr. Banning, thank you. It's been a great episode. been very eye-opening, and uh, I'm looking forward to next week. Eye-closing. <laughs> yes, I think you're right. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs>